0: Hello and welcome to another episode of the Health and Wellness Made Easy podcast. I'm your host, Coach Laura Adair with Compassionate Coaching. Are you feeling unsatisfied with your life? Are you feeling lost, disconnected, or overwhelmed? If this is you, you're not alone, sister. We're here to bring you a sacred space for getting grounded into health and wellness the easy way. Through this podcast, as well as my Life on Purpose signature program, I'm here to support you in discovering and connecting to your life purpose to help unleash your passion for life. Because when we're connected to our purpose, everything is easier and clarity comes naturally. My guest today is Leanne Pyle Bonnell. Welcome, Leanne. Thank you so much, Laura. I appreciate being here. Oh, it's such a pleasure to have you. So Leanne specializes in helping overstressed engineering women regain their time and quell the chaos. And we all know about chaos in the last year, don't we? She's a health and transition coach, and she's personally taken her health from a complete train wreck to being healthy and strong. And she knows how to transition careers. She's done it four times and is happier each time she does it. Welcome. It is such a pleasure to have you, Leanne. Can you tell us perhaps a little bit more
1: about you? Where are you from? What do you do? So I am originally from uh, the Metro Detroit area. I worked... For the big three, I worked for General Motors. I was an engineer, Um, went to their school, as a matter of fact, called GMI Engineering and Management Institute. Um, And while I was working at GM, I went to school and got a master's in engineering and an MBA. And so um, after that, I took a buyout and moved to South Carolina, where my world and my life shifted. And um, that was the first transition um, in my career. And we, we, me and my cats, we uh, hung out down in South Carolina for 11 years. So South Carolina is really what feels like home to me. I met my husband down there. Um, We got married down there and he uh, took a job here in Richmond, Virginia, which is where I currently am. And we moved up here. So and that has been the last Eric and I have been married for nine years and um, we have uh, one son. He is, well, he's my stepson, but I claim him much to his chagrin sometimes. (laughs) Uh, (laughs) And he is a PhD candidate at SUNY Stony Brook in Long Island. So we're very proud of him and we're empty nesters. So, hey, how fun is that?
0: Excellent. So you are one smart lady. It sounds like you have had an amazing life and been through some transitions. And wow, not everybody can be an engineer. That's quite a field to be. How did you get into engineering? Let's start there. Uh,
1: Well, I I grew up in a big three country. So, um, and by big big three, I mean Ford, GM, and Chrysler. Mm -hmm. And uh, of course, you know, everyone, all of my friends' dads worked for the automotives, except for mine. Mine was in the telecommunications field. So um, growing up, you know, everybody's dad either worked on the line or was an engineer. And um, my parents never gave me an option. I was always going to college. (laughs) And you don't work on the line if you have been to college very often. Yeah. So um, I never wanted to be an engineer. I wanted to be a producer. I wanted to go to school and do television production. Cool. And and it's uh, I, I call it divine. Um. It was a divine inspiration um, and a lightning bolt in my head. I woke up one day and I said, I want to be an industrial engineer and talked to my boyfriend's father about it, who was uh, what we we he was an executive at General Motors. And he said, yeah, do it. We need female engineers. And yeah. that that's the start of it. Um, and from there, I just. I just went and I just did and I didn't even think about it.
0: Amazing. You know, it uh, it takes some brains to to be able to do that and good good on you sister.
1: Thank you. Crash right
0: into that male dominated world. I love it.
1: It crashes again. Crash right into it. <laughs> it Crash. You know, some days I was wearing a helmet, some days not so much. And oh the headaches. Yeah. Oh, yeah. <laughs> well, I'm I'm
0: imagining there must be some story or other divine intervention that went from being an engineer in in a big automotive interest industry into being a health and life coach. What happened there?
1: So um <laughs> it's it's kind of a long story, but I'll cut it for this. Um, before Eric and I moved to Richmond um, for him to take his, his uh, job here, I was working in a telecommunications company. I had a team of, depending on the day, I had a team of six people. Um, I was responsible for uh, three quarters of the plant and a million square foot plant. So I was, yeah, (laughs) yeah, Um, it was, it was quite a task and um, I was burnt out and I, Eric and I had the discussion of going from that position to, you know, I could, I could work as a what we call a contract engineer and just take a break for a while because I, I was getting so burnt out and this job came along. So we moved to Richmond. There's not a lot of manufacturing in Richmond and that's the type of engineer I am. It's where all my experiences, industrial and manufacturing. And so when we moved here, I had an option. I could try to find a job here again, few and far between people die at their desks. You know, they're like, you know, Hey, Hey, this guy was an engineer. Do we really need him? What did we didn't even know he was here? Kind of thing. <laughs> so, uh, I, I could, um, apply and, and go for those jobs. Also Richmond, as far as I know, um, uh, oh what is their name now? RJ Reynolds. The cigarette yeah. company was here. Is here. Mm-hmm. I'm not making cigarettes. Okay, good choice. Not do that. Good <laughs> choice. <laughs> so, um and there is also a poultry plant down the road? Yeah, I'm not doing that either. <laughs> I'm not plucking chickens. <laughs> I'm not doing that. At, uh, no. So, um what I did I I had a Mary Kay business. I have a Mary Kay business. Really and awesome. I love Mary Kay good stuff. Yeah, it it is. And um, so what I decided to do is do that full time in a city where I knew nobody and I'm a giant introvert. So transitioned again and uh, became, well, I, let's just put it this way. I honed my acting skills Mm. because what I did to meet people was actually go up and, and say, hey, you have gorgeous skin. Oh, I love your shirt. You know, where did you get your nails done? Here's my card. Can I have your phone number? And that is how I built my business. It In the Mary Kay world, that's called, called warm chatting. And I had never done that before. And I was scared out of my life. And I did it anyway. And so I did that. I earned Mary Kay diamonds. I have been on their stage, which is like a cross between the Academy Awards, Tony's and the American Music Awards. There is it. it, I just can't even tell you the brilliance and the opulence that that company puts on for its Salesforce every uh, every July in Dallas. It's legendary. It's Wonderful. Anyway, so I have earned the diamonds and and worn the the dresses and the heels and all that. So um I did that. And then the pandemic hit. And I did not pivot. I did not, I was kind of getting a little, and eh, this is I don't want to do this anymore. And I did not pivot. But I did meet a coach who had been at HCI and her story intrigued me this coaching thing intrigued me. And I sat and I talked to her. And the more I talked to her, the more I realized in my professional life, I had been coaching people all the time and I didn't even know it. So, um, she looked at me and she said, I really think, um, if you want to do the coaching thing, you're, you're, you're going to excel at it. I thought, yeah, OK, right. <laughs> but it intrigued me enough to check out HCI and um, I signed up within a week and I thought, if nothing else, this is going to hone what I already know. And, you know, if at any point in time I decide to go back into industry, which eh, I, I don't think so. But if at any point I decide to go back into industry, I have this whole new set of skills where I can actually sell myself and and become a better leader in industry and a better engineer.
0: Absolutely. A very good friend of mine, Darcy Toth, is from Michigan. And oh, uh, she's also, she's um, a big uh, pink Cadillac driving Mary Kay successful Uh, person and also an absolutely amazing life and health coach, helping business women and um, coaching Mary Kay consultants to be even better uh, consultants to really, you know, step inside your customer experience, the client experience to get on their map, to understand where they're coming from is a skill that I think we can use in so many industries. Mm -hmm. Um, I am curious though, like when you went, okay, well, I talked to a health coach and like within a week I signed up to be a coach, what let you know that
1: that was your next step? Again, divine intervention. Sure, I had had a a, a health scare, and I was a little, um, well, not a little, but I was determined that I was going to get healthier. I'm an equestrian. I love horses Mm. and I, when we moved to Richmond, I was not an equestrian and I decided I was going to learn how to ride. Um, I was not in any shape to ride. And (laughs) as I do, (laughs) I showed up at a barn that said that they offered riding lessons. And uh, the owner looked at me kind of like, what do you what? What are you talking about riding lessons? I said yes. Yeah. She said, "Do you have a horse?" I said, "No. Do you have a trainer?" I said, "No." I said, "But I want to learn how to ride a horse." And she called this woman, Lonnie, and Lonnie trains professionals. She trains with Olympians. She is an amazing equestrian. And she said, there's this woman here that wants to learn how to ride a horse. She can ride my horse, but she's never been on a horse outside of a trail ride. Do you want to try it? And Lonnie said, I'll call, I'll talk to her. So she called me same, same routine horse. No trainer. No. Um, And she said, all right, I'll meet you at the barn Friday morning, eight o'clock, be there. And I so impressed her with my willingness to do whatever she told me to do. And just my absolute grit to get on that horse, (laughs) which was not a short horse. It's a big old plow horse, but I got on that thing. And (laughs) you go sister. (laughs) Right. Right on. She decided that she was going to train me. So um, after a few weeks of that, um, you know, the health scare happened and and I was freaking out. And she she is very Lon, I love Lonnie. She's one of my favorite people in the world. And she she said to me, I want you to meet my boyfriend. And of course, I looked at her like, uh I'm like, first of all, sweetheart, I'm married. <laughs> what kind of kinky sex thing is going on here? And she said, no, he's a personal trainer and I want you to meet him because he will help you take some of that weight off. And I have been working with her boyfriend now. Granted, I tried to start working with him at uh, in June, which is the very um, end of the Mary Kay year. That was a that was a comedy of errors um, because I couldn't get to him because I kept scheduling parties over top of, yeah, it was bad. Anywho. So um, I finally got in there to see him and I walked in and the six foot, six, two guy who is in perfect shape is looking at perfectly round me. And I was just like, Oh, this is bad, but he is very patient. He is very he is very patient, but he's not putting up with my crap. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and he got me um he got me to the point where I was able to see that something um, that I could be a health coach because before that, I didn't think I could. I guarantee you, I didn't think I could. yeah, and now, two years later, I am healthier. I am fitter my husband is really afraid of my legs because they are so strong (laughs) (laughs) and he um eric was watching me today um do my ab work uh, and he was just like i you are just the strongest person i've ever seen in my life (laughs) so um so i say all that to say um yes it it was a little more than just meeting the health coach. She came in in the middle of all that. But it, it really is a eye-opening experience when two people who are, are high-caliber athletes just kind of take you in when you have a freakout in a health way. And then it's just, it was like a... It was like a bounce on the trampoline into the next thing, which was health coaching,
0: wow, amazing. So you had a health scare, and uh, you made some changes, and then you became yeah, a coach yourself. Awesome. So tell me a little bit about um your coaching programs, like um who do you help and what do you help them with?
1: So uh, my coaching program is called Grit and Grace. Mm. and um it really it really describes me a lot. <laughs> I'm looking
0: at you and I'm like, that is the perfect description. That's exactly what she looks like. Grit and grace and strength. And yes, amazing light coming from this woman. I wish you could see her right now.
1: Grit and grace. So um, my program focuses on technical and professional women who are primarily engineers or in the automotive um. Um, industry, or were engineers in, in transition to another type of career, um, my program looks at movement, nutrition, and causes of burnout, how to get your time back, working in a man's world, looking at um, boundaries, and how to implement them, ooh, and sleep. Mm, we don't get enough sleep as it is and we can take all of the under eye corrector and all that makeup we want but the fact of the matter is if you aren't getting at least seven hours of sleep a night you are doing yourself a huge disservice and you might as well you know crack open a bottle of wine when you wake up in the morning because Mm. you, you walk around like you're a drunk yeah yeah I get it. I I have spent many years running on less sleep than I need. We also look at um where our gaps are with um with the different um boundaries, professional goals and um and time boundaries and things like that. And we do this in about a 12-week time frame. I also teach people how to delegate. Mm. So uh, not to harp on the Mary Kay thing, but Mary Kay Ash, the founder of Mary Kay, always said, if it costs you more in your time to clean your house, go find a housekeeper. Sure. I've lived by those words since I got out of college. I was determined that if I was going to work 40, 50, 60, 100 million hours a week, I was not going to clean my house. So I have had a housekeeper since forever. And that is one of those things where I don't look at it anymore as a luxury. It is part of my business. It is part of my household and to um to run it efficiently because I can either spend my time scrubbing toilets or I can spend my time developing my programs, working with my clients. Well, that's kind of a no brainer choice, isn't it? <laughs> I'm sorry.
0: I didn't mean to put it quite like that, but I was like, scrub toilets, help people live an incredible life. Hmm. There's a choice.
1: <laughs> but you would be surprised at how many people are like, Oh, I can't afford that. That's just too much. I can't, I can't afford $120 every two weeks. (laughs) Are you kidding me? Are you kidding me? Yeah. And you know, it, it just, it just blows my mind. Um, Also there's delegation to our partners. You know, at some point we decided that our partners couldn't like, take care of the kids or cook dinner or or any of those things. And I say, no, (laughs) they help make those children in a lot of cases. (laughs) They can help you, you know, look after them and clean up after them and feed them and whatever you are. You, my ideal client of professional women, there's no reason for you to go crazy, I guess, trying to make sure that everybody's fed and changed and ready for bed and all that stuff.
0: Yes. And, you know, but we do though, don't we, we take on all the domestic roles and, you know, I learned from some of my native American friends that, you know, it takes a tribe, Mm -hmm. (laughs) excuse me, it, it takes a tribe and that, you know, it, as you Live in a communal situation, you and your husband and your child, that everybody has a role and responsibilities. And if those can be delegated up front, then you have like this, everybody gets to support everybody else and seeing that life moves forward in a smooth way. And I love that the way you brought that together. And it's kind of like, we don't have to do everything like we could, right? Like we're super women, right? Women today, we can do amazing amounts of stuff, but, but eventually we'll find that burnout place that you hit. We're going to have a health crisis. Then we're going to need to, you know, really stop and take stock of what's going on and make some new choices. Right?
1: Absolutely. And I think that it, it really is, it really behooves all of us to stop this is not your grandma's world anymore. Oh, this is no. a world of, you know, we just went through a pandemic for crying out loud. Everything moved back into the home from, you know, everybody being out. My husband, I love him, but he and I have been sh- sharing the same house 24-7. And he's not going back to a traditional work environment. He mm-hmm. is, he's staying home office. And I, 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 yeah <laughs> Oh yeah. One, one week, you know, about a month ago, I was walking through the hallway upstairs. Cause he gets the upstairs. I get the downstairs. That's just how it's worked out. I walked through the upstairs and I'm like, what are you going back to work? <laughs> Please <laughs> Back to an office? Because I up until you know, March of 2020, I had this whole house to myself and, you know, I could basically dance around in my underwear and nobody cared. Nobody knew, but um now he's home. And yeah. so everything has changed in 2019. You could, have, you could say, Hi, yeah, I don't need a coach. Yeah. I'm good. I'll just suffer. <laughs> then 2020 happened and we all know what happened. The world changed. And so now, it's time to put yourself first and start looking at what can I do to make myself first. You know, we have, we have um, self-care issues. I would suggest to anybody to make sure that you're getting a massage every month, at least every month. It helps with the toxin removal. I would say eat eat organic or grown in your yard food because A, it tastes better in a lot of cases. Mm-hmm. A, it's it's more nutrition dense. And I'm not even the best at this health coachy thing, but I know enough to be dangerous and to point people in the right direction. <laughs> Right. I love that. Um
0: I know enough to be dangerous. I love that. Too. <laughs> um I want to circle back just for a moment because sure. at the beginning of our uh conversation you mentioned being um a little introverted. And I know those of I'm also like I'm on the extreme end of the spectrum as far as being an introvert. Me too. Me and too. what that really means if you don't understand what it's like to be an introvert is that we recharge our batteries. When we're alone, Mm -hmm. we need alone time. And, and it doesn't mean that you're in another room. It means that you're alone. There's nobody else in the house and you can just let, you know, because we're also highly sensitive, right? So we can just let that guard down, just be with ourselves and recharge. And it's so important for those of us that are introverts to engage in that self-care that you're talking about. You know, yes, get a massage, you know, make a better choice when it comes to food and lifestyle and habits and that kind of thing. But, you know, also for us that are introverts, make sure that you set a boundary around getting the time that you need to recharge, because that's the number one thing that's going to keep an introvert from burning out and going over the deep edge. Right.
1: Yes, absolutely, and uh, the the reason I've chosen the niche that I have is that so many technical women are introverted. Really, we are. Yeah, um, like I said, I went to a an exclusive private school for my for my four year degree. Those, okay, all right. So so let me back up. The ratio of men to women. Was nine to one. Yeah. Nine, not right. Every one woman. Yeah. And I would, I would bet, I would bet that eight out of 10 of those women were introverts. Yeah. And shy. Mm hmm. So, yeah, you're right. I, I am fortunate enough. My husband is also an extreme introvert. I think he beats me on that scale. Okay. We can sit in the same room and never say a word to each other. We we freaked out our coach, our, our trainer this morning because we we did our workout. We didn't say a word to each other. Not one word. And he just kept looking at us like okay, they're either mad at each other. I'm like, we're not mad. We're just not talking right now. Yeah. You know, not everybody is comfortable with silence. Oh, he is definitely not.
0: (laughs) But you know, it sounds like, you know, you are, and they were kind of like, what is this being quiet thing? Because I think people on the other end of the spectrum or scale, I shouldn't use the word spectrum. The other end of the introversion extroversion scale is they get, their recharge by connecting with a lot of people and being active. And it's really, you know, that more active energy. And, and I imagine it would look odd, but it sounds to me like you've worked out what's comfortable for you and your partner mm-hmm. and can be comfortable in that silence. It doesn't mean, you know, that something is wrong because nobody's talking. Yeah, <laughs> I, My husband is an extrovert and oh, I'm an introvert. So I have to be really careful that I'm setting a loving boundary. Like I need, the house to myself, like you need to go away for a little while so I can recharge, and then I'll be more present for you when you come back. And he needs to go out and interact with people all day so he can bring that energy home and And it's about that balance about setting the boundary and and asking for and receiving what it is that you need,
1: yeah, it sure. it's a balancing act, sure is um, i I sometimes <laughs> I sometimes will do the extroverted thing. Like, I'll just talk to people, you know, it's, it's just, that's how I've developed around the last five years. I just talk to people and my husband will look at me like, I, d- I don't even know how, you know, these people, I don't know who you are. Um, but, you know, he, he doesn't understand when I come home and I, I just go into the bedroom and close the door, or I just go into the bathroom and take a hot bath. That's my recharge time while he, he sits in front of the TV sometimes and watch, watches Dr. Who. And I'm just like, and I, <laughs> I go and I do something else. Um, but yeah, you are completely right. It's a balancing act and
0: Yeah. We just well, Yeah. And just because we're an introvert doesn't mean we can't be outgoing or gregarious, right? It just right. means that we recharge better alone than with people. And that was a point I really needed to drive home with my husband. Like, okay.
1: <laughs> Look, I went to Europe for two weeks by myself and I had a ball Um, in, I think it was 2001-ish, but I had an absolute blast and people to this day think and ask me, well, why, why didn't you take somebody? I'm like, cause nobody wanted to pay the money to go. And I wasn't going to sit home and say, well, nobody wants to go with me. <laughs> <laughs> I just had a, I had the best time. I didn't have to talk to anybody and I, it was great. And I came back so hyped and so charged from that vacation. It it was amazing.
0: (laughs) Wonderful. And that just, that's, you know, proof right there that, you know, that is what we need. That is. I'd like to transition into um, asking because I'm a specialist in helping women uh, discover and connect to their life purpose. And it sounds like you've had an amazing life and an amazing journey full of transition and challenges and overcoming obstacles. Through all of that, have you been able to connect with what your Personal mission or your life purpose might be.
1: Hmm. Well, um, I think I'm closer to it now than I was. Yeah. I think in my case, it has been a series of steps and a series of meeting people who have. <clears throat> helped guide me to where I am now. Yeah. Um, like I said, I wanted to be a, I wanted to be a producer. I wanted to produce television shows and somehow, some way, uh, some divine power, the universe, whomever said, nah, girl, you could, you're going to be an engineer, engineer. I never played with Legos. What, what are you talking about? So, um, So, yeah, I I think I think I thought I was on the right path when I was a kid. Um, And that path turned out to be the path less traveled. Um, Because while I am, you know, my I have several family members that went to the school I went to to get my undergrad. I'm the only female. And while I am. On my dad's side, I was the first to graduate with a four year degree. Wow. And so I think there's just been a lot of exposure that I have had um, that had I not been willing and open to new adventures, I don't think I'd be where I am now. And I think I'm a lot closer to my life's purpose. I think. And here's the, the real kind of weird rub about it. I've worked with men for so long mm-hmm. that working with a man, like I will never have a female trainer because I think that the male trainers, they're kind of like male nurses. They're not putting up with your garbage. Get up, let's go. Get on that elliptical, ride it for 10 minutes, girl. I'm dying. Yeah, yeah, you're dying. Keep riding. You know, it's it. I connect easier with men. Women, I have had to learn how to like them. Mm -hmm. Which I
0: understand that. I want you to know I totally get that. I feel that. Yeah. And I used to have that.
1: I really, really did.
0: So I know what you're talking about. And that's another transition that can happen if you want it, because Mm -hmm. I have found that, um, connecting with women has been soul fulfilling in this way. And yes, men Uh, certainly have a different view and a different way of communicating. And I understand the engineer mind that you have going there. I've also had some engineering background, so I get it. And know that, you know, yeah, there's, there is so much more uh, to come for you. And I'm going to leave it there. I don't want to get into coaching you because I didn't ask permission. Um, But I want you to know from an outside view, if you're, if you're comfortable, I want you to, you were describing your process Mm -hmm. as a series of steps in, Really uncovering and connecting with your purpose, and I want you to know that from an outside perspective, you have all the pieces. Okay, your purpose is very clear to me because it's an outside view, and that's the beauty of coaching. And are you interested in seeing what I see from here? Let me ask. Sure.
1: First. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, I love it. I, love I don't
0: normally. I don't normally do this, but it was coming through so strong for me. I'm also a sensitive, and um, received some some inspiration inspiration from divine guidance once in a while and what i see here is that you have an engineer's mind okay you get tech you get you know you get it okay you have the engineer you are on a journey and taking the steps your life dream to be a producer and an engineer and a coach okay and like totally getting this connection do you see where i'm going with this yet hmm. Yes, I do. Okay.
1: Tell you, me. <laughs> um, you tell me. I, I think that it is, it is all coming together into one. It is. And it's just, I don't want to say circle back, but it, it, it's going to come back to that, that producer role. So you're talking about full circle. Yeah. Right? It's be full, full circle. circle
0: and you have all of the pieces as I discovered uh, last year that I had all of the pieces. And I took my recording and engineering background, I took my coaching background, I took my connecting with others as a medical assistant and a licensed massage therapist and a clinic owner. Like I took all of that stuff, right? I wrapped it all together. I got, um, I went through four years of training with the Health Coach Institute through all of their transformational coaching and mastery and did like, okay, so I've got all of these multi things that I can do. And I and I wrapped them all together and I created Health and Wellness Made Easy. Nice, I love okay. it. So I want you to know that you have all of these pieces and they can come together for you in a way that's magic for you, the way this was magic for me. This helps me live my life purpose. My life purpose is helping you find yours. Awesome. I love it. I love (laughs) this conversation. Like, and this is, and we'll just pause in our conversation for a moment so that I can explain that this is what coaching is all about. You get to know somebody and you start talking, and sometimes the other person can see from their perspective, from their view, what we can't see for ourselves and we mirror back to each other. And I've just met another soul sister today, right here, right now, who says, yeah, I don't really connect with women. I'm like, well, you're doing it, honey. <laughs>
1: <laughs> yes, it has taken a while. I, I will admit um, the the things that I have learned, the skills that I have learned in my Mary Kay business helped me to connect Um you know, I have an awesome director here in Richmond. She she has taught me so much about how to connect to women because she also has that engineer mind, that technical brain. Mm-hmm. And and she is like, yeah, this is this is this is what you do. So I, I've i taken pieces from every piece of my journey and wrapped it up into this coaching um, adventure. And I look at it as just that. Every part of life is an adventure. And, Mm -hmm. um, you know, thank God I have the partner I do because he sometimes looks at me with his eyes bugged out of his head going, Oh my God, what is she doing now? But (laughs) he will, he has always taken the time to, um, listen and support me no matter what kind of, idea it may come out of my mouth is absolutely this what what are you doing (laughs) but at the end of the day I am I am running um to the next goal and to the next thing and doing the next thing before we started talking I was I was doing a long long version video and I was editing it and I was like, Oh, this is terrible. This is terrible. This is terrible. But then I thought, you know what? Done is better than perfect. So absolutely. So and I I feel like that's how I am. I'm, I'm a work in progress, but done in some ways is better than perfect.
0: I totally agree with you.
1: And so if I was a burned out engineer,
0: I was looking at avoiding a major health crisis, how can I find you so I could work with you?
1: So you can find me, my website is not quite up yet, but you can find me at http colon slash slash meetwithleanne.me. And Leanne is spelled L-E-E-A-N-N. So uh, meetwithleanne.me or you can find me on Facebook. I'm at Leanne Pyle Bono. Excellent. Great. So what I'm going to do under the information in
0: today's episode, I'm going to put some links on how you can get in touch with Leanne because she is an amazing coach and woman and engineer, and she totally gets you. (laughs) Is there anything you'd like to add before we wrap it up for today?
1: I am so excited that you had me on the show. This is, this has been so much fun. Um, I I just thank you. I just thank you for so much fun and, and letting me tell my story. Well, it's been such a pleasure to have you.
0: And thank you again for your honesty, your openness, and for your willingness to take just a little bit of coaching from me. (laughs) (laughs) Of course. Okay. Be sure to check back for more episodes of health and wellness made easy with coach Laura Adair with compassionate coaching. You can find more information about me at laurajadair.com. Be sure to check back for the next episode coming soon. You know, the release eh, about once a week until next time, my friends do something very nice for yourself today, because you know what? You deserve it.